Hello, and welcome back to the Girl Unfiltered podcast. I took a little bit of a hiatus there because I ended up traveling for almost all of January. I went to Scotland and spent some really, really quality time with family and friends. And then I jetted off to Guatemala and had an incredible vacation with my husband and my little girl there. So my little one and I have been traveling the world and really basking in what it looks like to create an inner sense of freedom this year. And I have a big catch up episode for you coming. But before then, I had the joy and the pleasure to chat in depth with a beautiful woman called Lindsay Mango, whom I have followed for probably over three years now. I love her energy. I love how authentic she is. I love how she really focuses on staying on in alignment when it comes to her business, her marketing and her offers. And because she was a few months ahead of me, I loved watching her step into motherhood and observe how she navigated that on a personal level, but also as a busy business owner who, you know, has to financially provide for her family and what it looks like to really be a present mama and also stand in her authenticity in her business. So we chat all about that in depth, but we also chat about uh, Lindsay's journey in becoming a coach and a very successful coach at that. She used to work in the corporate world. She knew that sitting behind a desk was not lighting her up. She knew that there was more out there for her, but she just didn't know what it was or how to get there until somebody showed up in her life and was a little nugget of inspiration and showed her what might be possible for her. And she took massive action in changing her life around manifesting the business of her dreams. But beyond that, manifesting an incredibly supportive husband and daughter and multiple things that make her feel rich and wealthy that go far beyond money, because that's what we're all here for, right? So without further ado, it is a joy and a privilege to welcome you to this conversation with the beautiful Lindsay Mango. I have been following this woman's journey. Now I realize for probably over three, probably four years. So I'm so excited to have her sitting in front of me and for us to dive into all things entrepreneurship, coaching, stepping into the woman you're meant to be and motherhood and everything else in between. Lindsay, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. So for those who haven't been following you on Instagram for over four years, just let's rewind a little bit. Let's take them back. I actually was reading when I was prepping for this interview, I was reading a post that you shared. I love hearing you talk about your journey and manifesting your husband and your family life now and what life used to look like before. And I think it was a story about how you created your perfect birthday well ahead of having even met your husband who then later on went to create that for you. And so I'd love for you to just share with us kind of that journey of where you were before and how you've stepped into the woman that you are now. Yeah. Ooh, I love this. Um, so you did your homework. Uh, so, <laughs> so I was a, I, I always thought of myself like when I was younger, I was a high achiever. I was an athlete, played volleyball in college. So 
I always kind of had that identity, like I was meant to do big things. But then, but I typically followed, you know, the route I felt like I was supposed to. So, you know, I I went to college, got a degree, played volleyball, all of that. And, you know, I, I had like a, at the time, a smaller vision for my life. Like I was like, I'll just go do something, be successful, whatever, create the life that I want. And so I get out of school and, you know, I feel like that's the first time in your life where, and I'm going way back, sorry, but it's all important, um, where you actually get to evaluate for a second, like, what do I actually want rather than what has society told me? Like, oh, go to high school, go to college, do these things. But I wasn't yet at a place where I could really listen to my truth. It was like, oh, okay, so I just need to get a job and create success and then start a family and all of that. So I was in a sales job. After about a year, I realized I didn't love it. And so I took another job. And I was like a typical millennial. I bounced around from job to job every year. Because what I didn't know at the time was I wasn't really checking in with myself on like, what do I really want to do with my life if I could do anything? It was like, what makes sense? What's my degree in? What would look good on paper? All of that. So I just kind of job hopped um, for a while. And I started to notice this trend happening where it wasn't just with my job. It was with my relationships. It was with my health. It was with every single aspect of my life felt like it was below what I knew I was capable of. Mm. And I went through this period of time where I just kind of was blaming people and things like, oh, it's just the jobs. I, I don't have the freedom I want. It's my boyfriends. They're not making me feel special enough. It's the diet plan. And so I went through probably eight years of what I would call like changing my circumstances over and over and over again. And yet finding myself in the exact same, like <laughs> different situations, but exact same feelings. And it felt like I was, it was Groundhog Day over and over and over again. And so it took me banging my head against the wall for quite a while to then have this moment where I was like, okay, I am the common denominator in all of this. At the end of the day, I can blame all these things, but I've changed everything else. And yet here I am in the same spot, feeling the exact same way. And that was really, a lot of people ask me about that moment, like, oh, did that feel so terrible? And I was like, for me, that was the most empowering I felt in my life because I finally felt like I could look in the mirror and I was the person who could change my life rather than feeling like, it was out of my control. And so with that, I had gotten into network marketing a little bit, started reading personal growth. So like it all kind of came together so perfectly. And I met a life coach and at a networking event for my full-time job, actually. And I met her for coffee and I was like, wait a minute, what do you do? And I just like pour my heart and soul out to her. And I literally walk out of that coffee meeting. Like just, I decided to help her or decided to hire her Um and it just changed the entire trajectory of my life for so many reasons. But the biggest one being that she was the first person that I felt like really looked at me and I could share my crazy vision and ideas that I felt like nobody else understood. And she was like, oh, yeah, you could totally do that. And then on top of that, I was making a big investment that no one in my life agreed with and my parents and my boyfriend at the time. And so that was really hard 
but it challenged me to step into being somebody who trusted myself and what I wanted and having my own back that Mm. I went forward with it anyway when no one agreed. So all of that is almost, I felt like a battlefield of stepping more into the person I wanted to become. And that really changed like the trajectory of my life. I started, I, I, I first like really worked on my life, saw a massive transformation, launched my coaching business, replaced my corporate salary in six months. And just like I was off and on my way and my life was on a completely different trajectory than it was. Let's not even skirt past the fact that you replaced your salary within six months because that's huge. <laughs> and I think that's a huge piece to anyone listening who thinks, yeah, I want to take a leap of faith. I want to shift gears or I know what I'm doing isn't right, but the fear is there of what if. So looking back on that period of of taking the leap and going for it, what do you actually attribute to it working, to the success that you actually did go out and create? Yeah, it's a good question. So I have to give some credit where credit is due. I think it's really important to understand the full story. So I had done network marketing for probably a year before that, and I tried it once before. So it wasn't like I wasn't on the internet at all and then just all of a sudden showed up and replaced my corporate salary in six months. I, I think it's important for people to know that. So I had been in a way without realizing it, kind of because I started talking about personal growth rather than network marketing. And I was warming my audience without knowing it. And then when I decided to launch my coaching business, it was kind of just like, you know, kind of happened effortlessly because people had been watching my transformation. I think so often, um, it's so fascinating. I've coached many, many coaches and just seen this happen with a lot of coaches in general where it's like, they're like, you know, I don't have testimonials. I don't have, and I'm like, you are your best testimonial. And so people with, I wasn't even trying to sell coaching, but people just watched my life change. And so they wanted what I had to offer. And then I think there was this component of, I believe nothing in our life really changes until we hit that moment where we decide like it's happening no matter what. And through a couple of different situations in my life, I like lost my grandma. Lucky for me, that was one of the first people I had lost in my life. She lived a long life. And then I lost a teammate that I played with and she was like 24 years old in a tragic accident. And I I feel like those moments brought me to a point where I was like, I am not like one, my life is temporary. And so I am not going to spend another moment of my precious life not going for the things that matter to me. Like I thought I would rather get to the end of my life and look back and failed and looked silly and embarrassed and like know that I gave it my all than spend my life just telling myself this is as good as it gets and I can't have anything more than that and just like going through the motions. And so that really brought me to this like fire in my belly. And I was like, I'm doing this. I am not willing to settle for anything less. And with that decision, I think that creates so much massive just like fuel and success because I was willing to try anything and look silly. And and that, I believe that's why it really exploded so fast. Yeah. I love that. You can hear the certainty even in your voice when you go back to that moment. And so I can imagine and picture you going through that with that certainty. And that must've been the magic ingredient is that you made a decision and you committed to it and you went for it. I'm just curious because I think people can have that moment of this is it, like, this is what I'm going to do. And I'm going to be a life coach or insert whatever works for you. And then a few days go by and then a few weeks go by and then a few months go by. And that 
unwavering energy has dissipated. Totally. Were you aware of that? And if so, did you have tools? Did you have an understanding of how you stay committed? Because I think that's genuine, genuinely, even when I look at women that are in my circle, what causes people to waver and falter and like fall off of the trajectory that they know that they're meant for? I mean, this even happens to me now. Like I'll have those moments. Me too. That's why I'm saying it. <laughs> right? Like, right for my, like where I'm headed, I'll be like, I'll have those moments. And I'm like, let's go. Yeah. And then I'm like, and then a couple of weeks go by and it, yes, totally. So I think for me, and this is good to reflect on for me as well, um, was in that moment, because I have my own coaches now, of course, but I, I made a decision that reflected that commitment and certainty, which at that time was to invest an uncomfortable amount of money in myself and hire mm-hmm. someone that I knew would not allow me to back out on my dreams because yeah. I knew myself well enough to know, like I get excited about things. I try stuff. I'm, I'm like willing to do things. And then same thing, right? Like I'm like, I, it dissipates, like exciting things come, summer comes and I get distracted. So I was like, I, I was like, okay, I this is so important to me. I'm unwilling to back out on it, even though I know I will sometimes or that excitement will fade. So what do I have to do to make sure that I can't, that I, like, there's no way I could possibly back out on my dreams. Mm-hmm. And so that commitment really helped carry me through because again, and it's all about where you are and you have to like reflect on why you're making the decisions you make. But that investment at the time was really scary and uncomfortable for me. And it, in actually a positive way, it really pushed me. Like I was like, I have to show up. I have to show up every month. I have to make this work because otherwise I'm not going to be able to pay what I committed to paying. Mm -hmm. Um, And that really helped like push me through that. Mm -hmm. And I I just want to highlight as well, something that you said about from a business perspective, how you'd almost been nurturing your audience without realizing you'd been nurturing your audience. Because I think people wait for like a permission slip or like the day one where like, now I can show up and talk about my offer or now I have to go for it. But let's say you are in a job or you are transitioning or you're figuring out how you can go full-time into your online business. You have that capacity to be nurturing your audience and creating a bond. And in fact, I think that's even more powerful because you're creating this no like, and trust factor without having actually the need to sell anything in the beginning. Do you feel like that really helped you? 100%. Honestly, I never even, I replaced my salary before. I, I don't even remember saying I'm a life coach and I'm taking on clients. I think I was just so passionately talking about coaching and my growth. People would literally message me and be like, what are you doing? Blah, blah, blah. And I think that's something that uh, 100% agree gets missed in entrepreneurship is we get so like focused on the offer and like selling and making it all right rather than bringing people along for the journey and letting them see the transformation and the growth in real time that we kind of shoot ourselves in the foot and then we're offering something to like a audience who has no idea what you're even talking about. So that helped me tremendously. Um, And it was fun. It was light. It felt like I was just sharing what was on my heart rather than like trying to like figure out what I needed to say to get them to buy something. Yeah. And I feel like if I think about what I feel when I read your post now, I feel like you still do that. I feel like it's still that energy of just, this is my journey. 
Well, thank you. I really appreciate that. I think I feel like there was a point where I lost my way a little bit and I started to think like I had to do things differently in order to, which I think you do, but I I was thinking I'm doing it wrong. And so I started to get much more like tactical in my Mm -hmm. explanations. And I really felt like I lost like the heart of me and what I do. So thank you. That feels good because that means yeah. I'm doing it. <laughs> I, I understand that. I feel like we've all gone through those pivots, especially if you've been in the industry for more than four or five years. Um, but I want to just highlight as well the journey to manifesting your family, because I think that this is such a key component when it comes to living a life of abundance and wealth. It's so much for us women who have ambitions, so much beyond the financial figure or the success in our business. It's about really living that fully holistic, abundant life. So you talk about showing up as the woman you knew you were meant to be. How did that play into manifesting the abundant relationship and even the family that you have now? Yeah. So um, I ended my previous relationship and I did so much work on myself during all of that time period when I was like building my business. So I was single for like six months doing lots of work. And I one of my favorite quotes is like, create your bliss and then invite someone to join it. Whereas for most of my life and my relationships, I was like relying on them to create it for me. So I just really felt like I, I mean, and I had my own dating woes and so many learning opportunities. That's for sure. I definitely like to date guys that I had to work really hard for and not the greatest um, people at that time. But as I did all of that and learned and grew and all of that, I started to get to this place where I really understood like my value and what I wanted. And I hit this moment, actually, it's really interesting. It was like two weeks before my husband asked me out on our first date, where I was like, I am so happy. And I also felt that like, you know, and I want a partner, but I'm willing to wait as long as it takes for my person like I will wait until I'm 45 and I wanted to have a family. Like I'll wait until I'm 50 if I have to, because I'm not willing to settle in this area of my life. And I felt so in charge of my happiness in my life that I was like, why would I invite anybody into this world that wouldn't add something? Right. And so I feel like that really, you know, energetically, I feel like that created a ripple effect and, um, and then my husband like asked me on a date we had actually met previously for business And it was just like seven hour first date, like hit it off, just like both fell in our souls like we were meant to be together. And that didn't come, you know, with growing up without growing opportunities either, because, again, some of my patterns wanted to show up. I'm dating now this very secure, nice, um, amazing man, no drama. Right. And my brain's like, what's going on? Yeah. What's wrong? (laughs) Yeah. What, what it tried to sabotage it a couple of times, but he just was so grounded and so certain. And I showed up for that work too. So I feel like that just certainty and willingness to wait, honestly, is what attracted it so quickly to me. And then of course those, that was kind of the two puzzle pieces as we, grew together and got married and all of that, that then turned into our now family. I have a daughter Mm -hmm. and um, I have another baby on the way. So I want to dive into what that transition looked like in motherhood, but I just, the fact that you talk about manifesting that man 
or your husband, I should say, with so much certainty, trust, and faith. I can't help but think about how that actually applies to money mindset work because I'm a money mindset coach and and I talk a lot about money mindset on the podcast. And I actually think that relationships and dating have a lot to do with how we date and um, create a really fruitful relationship with money. And I'm just curious, have you applied similar tactics, not tactics, that's the wrong word, similar energetics to your relationship with money. Because what you described in Manifesting Your Man is so much of what I would teach when it comes to abundance. Yeah, 100%. Actually, it's so fun because one of my favorite things to do, I mean, I coach on all aspects of life, but I always like to pick an area with my clients or with myself that like it's working and be like, okay, what is the difference of my thought process here versus over yes. here? So yeah. 100%. Um, I, I think for me, there's there's probably more growth in that than there it was like in there. I mean, there was lots of growth in the relationship piece too. But um, 100%. Actually, one of the things that I teach in my membership in the money piece is uh, I talk about it like a relationship. I ha- I call it the like, there's the, I can't even remember what they're called now off the top of my head, pregnancy brain. But I, I use that example because it's like where you're always chasing them or then they're always chasing you. So it, it really is so applicable and 100%. And it's just hearing you say that, I'm like, oh, that's such a good reminder is like the the trusting and the inevitability of it and like latching into that certainty is what creates and not the, like not having those rushed feelings. Because I think for women in relationships, and this happens with money too, especially when it comes to thinking about a family, there is a lot of rushed energy around it. And I think that doesn't always lend itself to the best decisions. And again, that rush energy pushes money away. It pushes partners away and and all of that. So totally. For sure. And as you have up-leveled and grown a very successful business, what are some of the money mindset beliefs that you feel you've had to shift or release or be very conscious of as you continue to grow in your business? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, So many. I mean, like if I go all the way back to the beginning, I think that, and and that's something I still have had to work on and and different adjustments as I continue to grow, but like that I had to work so hard to create Mm. money that that was like, that was the equation. Work hard, work harder, and that will be equal more money. Um, I think that there was a lot of beliefs around like it's only okay this is kind of interesting, but like, it's only okay to make money if you're like, if it's for the good of people, which I believe like what I do is for the good of people, but that can really get that like used to really get me in a trap of like, it was always like, oh, I, rather than just believing I could just make money effortlessly and doing whatever. And, um, I think the other piece was when I, first started growing my business and I was triggering a lot of the people in my life at the time, like they would start to say things like, all you care about is money. And like, so really trigger some of those things where I was like, I I would self-reflect and be like, is that true? Cause I, I, I love money. I was really motivated by it. And also at the same time, there were so many other things I also cared about. So it just like, it really challenged me because I was, had to reflect on, is it bad to want to, to be motivated by money? Is it bad to work really hard to want to make a lot of money and all of that? And I really worked through that at that time. But 
there's always growth. I mean, yeah. I think one of the biggest things, it's been so fascinating to me. The more I grow, the more success my business creates. It always just mirrors back to me more and more that money mindset has nothing to do with the amount of money you make. Because I make more, I make money now that I would have dreamed always would create feelings of certainty. And it's like, oh, nope, that's still my job. Like, <laughs> that has nothing to do with how much money is flowing in and out of my bank account. Because entrepreneurship is a, like, if you change offers, if you do whatever, like, there's there's changes. And that yeah. can be risky and scary and all of those things. And so it really starts with that. So that that's where I still have opportunities to grow, for sure. I just have to interrupt this conversation for just a moment to remind you that you have the power to step into the abundance portal today. What is the abundance portal? Well, I created a really accessible monthly mindset membership so that you can access the powerful transformation of subconscious money healing so that you can begin healing your limiting money beliefs at the root by working with me live in a beautiful group setting once a month and so that you can get access to the power of having somebody support you through those blocks and those reframes and that inner voice of self-doubt. That's what I've created inside of the powerful Facebook group that you get access to inside of the Abundance Portal where you get monthly journal prompts, monthly mindset support, monthly reframes, plus a monthly live abundance boosting session. All of this is accessible today for only $97. So head to the link in my show notes to hear all about the details and come and join us inside there today. I'm a money mindset coach and I still have to work on my money mindset. Go figure. And nothing like becoming pregnant and having my first child. Uh, we both have daughters, a similar-ish age, ages. Like that brought up a lot of oh. stuff, like on so many levels. I don't know. Well, you're pregnant with your second one, but mine's 16 months. And I feel like I've just stopped postpartum. Oh, <laughs> like, I, I, I 100% agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm just coming out of it. I feel like the clouds are starting to clear and I'm starting to really tune back into what it is I want, how I want to, even though I've been creating and even though I've been working and, and even though I have really created this amazing, like balance with how many days a week I work versus how often I'm with her. And I love that, but I'm only just getting to a deeper sense of purpose again. And so I would just love to hear you're also a few months ahead of me of like what that journey did for you and your business and how it shook things up for you. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. It, it shook everything up like yeah. in the best way, how I could describe it, uh, how I, I, I'm like, I don't know if this is the best way to describe it, but I feel like becoming a mom kind of takes all of your growth and puts it in like a a pressure cooker. It's like because when you're it's just you and you've got all the time in the world and like it's easy to ignore some of your growth. It's easy to ignore some of those signals and and things and I feel like when you have limited time, limited energy, limited like just all sorts of different resources inspiration, creativity, all of those things, which I believe they're abundant, but at the same time, when there's all these new circumstances coming into play, it really forces you to take a good hard look at 
what, where you're limiting yourself, where you're telling yourself you have to do things that you don't really want to be doing, where you're out of alignment, where you're in alignment. I would say that's the biggest thing for me. I mean, my business looks 100% different than it did before I had my daughter. I mean, I closed two offers that essentially together made a million dollars in my business. I just ended them. Why? Let's talk about why. Like, I really want the nitty gritty of this because that to some people is going to be like, what? But I understand almost on personal levels because when I was coming out postpartum, it was like anything that wasn't aligned, it was like my body wanted to throw up. Like I just couldn't. Totally. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Because it, I mean, it's even going to make me a little emotional to talk about because it's like you all of a sudden this like human comes into your life that you like just can't imagine loving anymore. And it's also so hard at the same time, but when you imagine spending time away from them, you don't want any of that time to feel like an obligation, to feel like you're doing something because you have to, to feel like you're selling your soul away because you have this program or this thing that you've done for so long. It's like, it really is like, I think if you pay attention, right? Because I think about so many moms who are going to jobs that they hate and all of that. But if you are willing to tap in and like pay attention, it just, for me, I was like, I don't want to spend a single second away from this human that doesn't fuel me, that doesn't feel like it is making me feel more creative and excited and invigorated that it's not adding to my life or our lives. And so, and I think I'd known for a while, like it felt like my business had kind of gotten out of alignment, even how I was doing my social media, all those things, but it was just subtle and I could kind of ignore it. But then when that, when she came into the picture, it was like, I can't ignore this anymore and I'm unwilling to ignore it. So Yeah. What were some of the symptoms do you feel of being out of alignment? Like how did that show up for you? Um, I think when you first become a mom, there's uh, an adjustment. Well, there's so many. Oh gosh. I mean, there's an adjustment period for me, especially around like what I can achieve in a day. Like, I mean, I took a three month maternity off my business and it like I it was running on its own and all of that. But like even when I wasn't working, you know, it was just like I noticed I was like and then when I went back to work, it was just like I was felt rushed the whole day. And I think there's yeah. part of that, just the growth. But it didn't it felt like I was just forcing myself and bullying myself into doing all these things I didn't really want to be doing. So I felt not I, I don't think I don't want to use the word resistance because I always find when there's resistance, there's growth and there's curiosity, but it just felt like I was trudging through mud and I was like pushing myself and like, I don't know. I just feel like internally there's, I actually made a video about this yesterday. Like, I think I felt a lot of anxiety and overwhelm and like sadness, like all of these emotions that I would try to like, you know, work through or whatever instead of realize like, oh, these are here to tell me something and I need to listen to them. Mm-hmm, absolutely. And so you you listen to that intuitive nudge or scream <laughs> yeah. and you close the programs. What happens next? How do you sit amidst the craziness of being a new mom, amidst all of the life changes happening, amidst I'm sure like money mindset questions and all the things. In oh, between, yeah. How do you sit and listen to what the actual answer is for you? It's hard. I mean, I think most of us spend most of our time running from those answers until we hit a breaking point and we decide to listen to them. Um, But 
I think for me, I spent time, I think I did ignore it for a while, but I think I spent time thinking about the cost of not listening. Mm -hmm. And that always helps me, to me, that that is just truth that is coming face to face with the reality of ignoring your inner voice. And that that I can always connect with. I mean, I have so many, I feel like my mission is, you know, so many different things. But one of them is I always think about like, I want to be an example to my daughter of like the type of woman I want her to be. And so when I can always connect it back to like, even if this fails and even if it sucks and I mean, my business like very much supports us too. So it's not just like, you know, um, I'm like at the end of the day, I can't look in the mirror and be proud of myself and look in my daughter's eyes and feel like I can teach her what I want to teach her about the world. If I don't honor this, like I'd rather try and fail and like us have to sell everything we own than live in like a house of cards or whatever, like where I just feel like I'm not being who I'm really meant to be. And for me, that is what made me like willing to just do it. Mm -hmm. And then did you go all in on a different offer? Was it in what, in what way, ways was it different? Like how did you re-navigate? This is what this is going to look like for me in an aligned way as a mother. Yeah. So I feel like pretty much my whole journey, I've always had the same message in general, like overall. I think that when I kind of started to get out of alignment was it wasn't like what I was selling. Like at the time I was just only coaching coaches and I still love, I have so many coaches. I still love doing that. I might open another mastermind for something like that. So it's not like the, what I was doing it. It was like the energy and like the how and the, like the, that this is, it has to be like this. And I'm only allowed to have these offers and things like that, where I was putting tons of rules on myself and how I did it. That's what really like felt out of alignment. So it was pretty easy to know what I wanted to help people with. Cause even in that program, I still was helping people in a lot of these ways because I believe what makes me a great coach, what makes me a successful coach and entrepreneur is I'm always see like my job is to be a byproduct of my work first. Yeah. So I always love to help people in every aspect of their life. So it it was pretty clear. Like I was like, I want to do what I what I've been doing, which is just like breathe life into people's dreams and help them create a life where they have truly everything they want in every aspect. So I'd already kind of done a version of it, but what I ended up offering was a membership that um, helped people in all aspects of their life, uh, like foundational coaching tools. And it really went back to where I started, like where I was like, you know, I had no idea that the thoughts and beliefs we had were like optional. I wasn't even aware of them. (laughs) I didn't know how they were like creating my reality. And so once someone taught me that, like, I mean, I was like, now we're cooking with gas. So I, uh, that's really where I like transition. So again, I don't feel like it felt like a huge shift to a ton of people because I still felt like I was being me and my message was the same, but it felt like I had the freedom to do it how I wanted to do it Mm -hmm. and create it how I wanted to create it. So you stop putting the rules and regulations on yourself. It sounds like, Mm -hmm. And were you like, did you consciously design this is what I want my life to look like becoming a mother? Like, did you pre decide that? How did that shift when she actually? I just love hearing, honestly, for yeah, yeah, yeah. how <laughs> mothers who are very successful are navigating that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think I like 
I don't remember exactly the moment, but I know I spent lots of time sitting down going, okay, like if I could have my ideal amount of time to like work on my business, work on myself, you know, take care of myself and be with my daughter, what would that look like? And I think what's really valuable and I always have to remind myself and I'm also learning in this new phase as we prep for another baby is it changes. And so I think sometimes I like to get, my brain loves to get like attached to rules and like I made this decision. So we just stick with that. And so I think it's something that I'm constantly having to check in with myself. Like, so I shared this in my story yesterday that like, I realized that our nanny came, she comes four days a week. We actually add in on a day um, because I wanted um, some more time for myself. Like I don't use all of that time to work. I like work out, I meditate, all of that. But yesterday she was taking her to like a reading class and I couldn't figure out why I was like felt sad. I didn't even know. But then after I processed the emotion, I realized that I actually wanted to go. Yeah. And a lot there are some days where I'm like so excited to get to work and I like want to work and I'm like okay with not being there for some of those things. But then yesterday I realized that that wasn't my truth and that's not what I wanted. And so this morning I like canceled a bunch of stuff. I or nanny didn't come to like. 10 and we played all morning. So I think it's a constant evaluation and checking in and like paying attention to your body and what feels good and what feels like in alignment for you and what are those desires saying and allowing yourself to do that. Because I really, I'll sometimes like to bully myself. And whereas I'm like, oh, wait, I notice anytime I feel a little bit of like, jealousy or like like a disappointment that I can't be there for something. And every time that happens, I'm like, wait a minute, what's happening? Like I have a choice here. And that's where I start to like make adjustments. Yeah. I think the big thing for me that I, I, I'm a lot better than I was, but is we have a nanny come three days a week. And I, I think that that feels really good for us right now is that I felt this internal pressure that the moment she gets here, now I have to be productive. Oh, I felt that at first, for sure. (laughs) Like now I have to get to it and not realizing, you know, and I even still explain this to my husband. I'm like, just because she arrives, that doesn't mean I have six hours to work on my business. Like that's the time that I put stuff away. That's the time that I work out. That's the time if I'm going to meditate that I will. It's time I need to just ground sometimes. And maybe I have like four hours of work time within that, maybe. So as somebody, and I think you're quite similar to me, who is somebody who is lent on the hyperproductive side, that is a huge shift when you become a mother because productivity means something completely different, right? Oh my gosh. I can relate to this so much. I remember (laughs) like my first month of when we had our nanny, the first week I did not get anything done because there was so much pressure that I was like, I would like come up in my office and I was like, same thing. I'm like, okay, she's leaving at the, it was like the whole day would just slip away because I was like, task switching and just so stressed out about the time just going away that I got absolutely nothing done. And I felt so stressed about it. For sure. Yeah. And I'm curious, how have you, like, what are some of the actual decisions you've made in your business that you would attribute to now having the freedom to be like, some days I'm going to do a bit more of this And some days I'm going to do a little bit more of that. Maybe it's your offers. Maybe it's a mindset shift. What do you attribute to that? Yeah. So if I'm understanding correctly, you want to know, like, what are like the the actual changes that I made? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
So I think a couple of things. I think uh, the biggest mindset shift for me has been that not equating the number of hours I work or how much I do to the outcomes I get. I think our brains really love to do that. So like same thing, like if it's like, oh, I've got eight hours or oh, I've got four hours. Like what I've really done is I take a step back and I'm like, what actually has to be done? Like what am I? Because usually it's just a big story. Usually it's probably just like a couple things that have to be done that when I'm in my like energy and power, they literally will take me like 45 minutes. So I have to notice when I'm like just trying to move for the sake of moving and feeling like I'm productive and like that's me working on my right like yeah. working on my business when really I'm just like sitting at my desk like just so like forcing an email out that takes me three hours because I'm not inspired. So I've had to connect to remembering that what creates results, the biggest results in my business isn't time. It's me feeling my best. It's me being mm. connected to my creativity. It's not me. And, and this has been so hard for me too. Like it's not me sitting at my desk. I think we're so used to from like corporate culture and all of that, like coming up to my office and sitting at my desk is like me working. And I'm like, you know what? I love my office, but like, I don't, you know, when my best content or my things that convert at the highest come from when I, when I'm on a walk in the sun yes. and breathing in fresh air, or when I'm playing with my daughter and I feel so much gratitude that this like idea hits me. And yeah. so I've had to connect to that, like productivity or hours worked or the amount I do is not going to bring me the success. It's it's yeah. the, the more I'm in my joy, the more I'm connected to my purpose, the more I feel good and I'm taken care of. So that has helped me shift to see that like I spend a, almost half of my day some days just like taking care of myself, doing things for me. And I still have to catch my brain. It'll be like, hey, it's 11 o'clock. Probably should do something. <laughs> but so that has been a huge shift. Um, I think the other thing is I allowing people to support me. And I've realized that's also where my next level is, again, mm -hmm. bringing in another human to the picture. Um, cause I want to, I want to be able to, when we have our next baby, have a full day, like instead of having nanny for four days where I'm not with the kids, like one of them is for Eva, my daughter. So now I have even less days, right. Mm -hmm. And one of them is for our other kids. So really allowing myself to receive support and getting curious about what brings me joy, what am I great at and I love and what can only I do and then like outsourcing everything else and being okay with it not like especially my business like it not being me who's here to solve all the problems yeah. and all the things yeah you've said such golden nuggets there that I'm even going to take like remembering that it's not me sitting in front of my desk trying to twiddle my thumbs going I have to do all of this in order to feel good when the nanny leaves so like it is giving myself permission to actually maybe prioritize looking after myself in those moments. I mean, I go to the gym, but maybe it's adding on a little bit to that, not rushing to get back and sit in front of my laptop and wonder how many things that I need to do to be productive. Maybe it's prioritizing two things that week that will move the needle forward. Yes. That, you know? I will say that's another thing is like, I've had to learn. It sounds so crazy because I look back when I like worked a job and like, I was like doing, I feel like 20 things in one day, but like, I, I've also had to learn myself and like, you know, putting anything more than like two appointments during my day isn't yeah. like my best thing. So 
I've had to learn that like I can't squash like seven appointments in and something might take longer. I have to push things out. And that's been really helpful too, just to know myself. Like where I'm like, yep, not doing more than one appointment a day. And then I can work around that. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And is there one thing, I mean, you kind of highlighted it a little bit with the support piece, but that you're going to take into the second pregnancy or well, you're, you're already pregnant, but into the second journey with your second child that you've really experienced from having Eva. Yes. So, I mean, I already can feel the whole alignment conversation coming up again. There's already so much that's in alignment, but I can already start to see, especially as I, in my first trimester, you know, feel the effects of that. That's really challenged me to like question, like, what is an alignment? What am I doing that I don't want to be doing? All of that. So like that piece of it is absolutely coming with me. And yeah, I think it's, I think it's that awareness too, is like when I start to feel those things, like, okay, something's off. And then the last piece I think is where even more of my growth is that I feel like in a way I've been I, I like just created lots of success and super grateful for that. But I think I've been kind of playing a smaller game, whereas now this pregnancy is really challenging me to go, okay, if I think like 10 times bigger who needs to go with me and who needs to support me and how can I start implementing that now? And, and other things like systems and things that will support my business without me there is yeah. something that I'm really like working on as we prepare for the next one. Yeah, for sure. I just want to thank you for being a woman who leads by example and shows other women that you actually do have permission to navigate motherhood and success and ambition with your own story, with your mm. own definition of what abundance and fulfillment looks like. It's been such a wake up call becoming a mother and, and talking to other mothers who are in maybe full-time jobs who are navigating, how do I do this? How do, how do I not want to do this? And just waking up to wanting to speak even more on that and have more women on the podcast that get to show other women that maybe we do get to define it for ourselves. So thank you for showing up and living in that truth because thank you. you're helping so many other mothers realize what's available to them. And that's such a gift. Thank you so much. <laughs> I really appreciate that. So thank you for being here for this conversation. I'd just love to know, we'll, we'll end with this question. Like, what does abundance mean for you? Mm, I'm going to go to a thought I had yesterday. To me, abundance is never being forced to say no to anything I want in life. And I don't even mean mm. just financially. I mean anything. It's like truly believing in the accessibility and the limitless possibility of every available opportunity. And I think money is a huge part of that, but I think love, time, like there's so many more pieces to that. And so it's like having the freedom of knowing like you're never forced to decide. You always get that choice. Mm, I love that. You're the first one that's answered it in that way. So that's yeah. really thing I'm going to sit with. Yes. Mm. I love that. Thank you so much. For those that want to get to know you and connect with you on a deeper level, where can they find you? Yeah. So Instagram is like my favorite place to hang out. So at Lindsay Mango underscore. Um, I have a podcast as well. It's called the Life Coach Hotline. 
uh, where people call in and they can get coaching and we record it and share it kind of like an old radio show. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then I have a life coaching membership. It's uh, lindsaymangocoaching.com forward slash life where we help you implement these tools to finally create the changes when it comes to money, health, romance, finding your purpose and starting your business. Um, So yeah. Amazing. Thank you so much for being here today, Lindsay. Thank you for having me. If you loved today's episode, please be sure to leave a review on iTunes and hit the subscribe button because women supporting women is my jam. And if you want extra daily doses of motivation, then be sure to follow me on Instagram at girl underscore unfiltered and go ahead and screenshot this episode. Send me a DM and share your biggest takeaway because I love hearing from you and I just really want to drop into your DMs basically. (laughs) So I'm sending you so much love and abundance and have an amazing day.